0: Jack, Jack O'Hara. Boy, you asking me some interesting questions, my man. It's a great question, Jack. Jack, hey, it's Josh Radder. Hey there, Jack O'Hara. It's Johnny Damon. Jack, you had questions for me. Jack O'Hara. Absolutely. This message is for Jack O'Hara. Jack, how are you? Hey Jack. Jack hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on, Jack? Uh listen man, you know you 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 asked me a couple questions.
1: Casting around the world you're listening to the O show in the show and uh, doing your thing i mean you've got some pr- pretty big name guests i've seen your, your stuff so congratulations on your success jack
0: a much nicer guy than conan o'brien with much better
1: interviewing skills
0: don't forget to share this episode on your social media now let's get to it i'm so bummed i forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow and now it's sold out it's her freaking birthday. Oh dude, she's definitely gonna break up with you. She's definitely gonna break up with me. Should've used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick, look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. what's up man how you doing
1: great man thanks so much for doing this
0: hey no problem no problem at all
1: I'm Glad we can get this done i know you're a busy man and everything with the uh with the uh, the camp and everything so
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh multiple things but yeah awesome. <laughs> yeah for Did sure you
1: came back from what a jiu-jitsu tournament in georgia i saw
0: yeah, IBJJF like a uh, Pan American World Championship. So, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh I just got by back
1: people in your classes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh it was good, man. I I haven't fought in a year, so uh I mean, obviously my background is wrestling and uh and then I started doing jujitsu. then I started boxing. So, um with the pandemic and me owning a wrestling club, I I stayed focused on my kids so they can't get their scholarships for college. So, uh, which means I had to sit out for a year for fighting. So I wanted to knock the rest off. So, uh, the best way to do it is to face the best in the world in grappling and, uh, ended up taking a big world title at the same time. So, uh, there it
1: is. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good, man. <laughs> Talk
1: about balancing your time. Holy crap. First, first time wrestling in two years. So- well, I i will say, I—I
0: so I wrestle every single day because I own my club. like, And plus, it's big, a part of my game. Like, I, I have a Khabib style, right, and stuff like that. But uh, I say first time doing a jiu-jitsu tournament, probably, like, eight to nine years. But when I left the sport, I was, like, the top-rated guy, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, nine years or so
1: oh my gosh so so let's get right into it then because again i i'm very curious and very pumped to talk to you about some of your experiences that you've had uh i mean when it comes to wrestling because like is it different between you know fighting and wrestling when it comes to the disciplinary stuff when it comes to training and diets and everything or is it Pretty, It's it's the
0: same but like i will say like me coming from a wrestling background i mean i i've been wrestling since i was five i i uh and then I went to Lindenwood just because, like, I, I <laughs> didn't have the grades. that I, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I had horrible grades. And then finally going to Mizzou and, like, uh, yeah. And then, like, having Tyron Woodley and, and Michael Chandler being, like, my boys and stuff like that. And uh, and then Missouri is submitted. Just the culture is just, like, being in the Midwest is just wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Like, you know, so, like, like my wrestling coach was a junior Olympic wrestling coach for the United States. So, like, uh. So yeah, like the the discipline level is extremely high. The training regimen of training twice a day, three times a day, so like it, when I got into the sport of like mixed martial arts, it was, I wouldn't put like a breeze, but like it was, it was uh, I I would say like uh, knowing like Jiu Jitsu guys or kickboxing guys and wrestling guys, like they don't know the proper way of cutting weight or like dieting to get to that point and stuff like that. Um, uh, we're on that higher level of that and just staying disciplined and stuff like that so it, it it was a I would say it was a very good transition it was a very good transition getting to that point right you had
1: like the muscle memory per
0: se no for sure for sure of like the training schedule and just being at a high level and and uh and uh, practicing twice a day and stuff like that like that that was just easy like that's just like I can do that all day every day
1: <laughs> Wow, so you must really, really love this. No, Like, no questions asked there. Like, you are not, like, wrestling, I feel like, was your first love, and then you stumbled mm-hmm. upon MMA through experiences that you had. When yeah. did you first get into wrestling? Was it high school, was it? Five. Five years five. old?
0: Five years so old, So how did yeah. that,
1: like, what was, like, the first thing? You're like, this is fun.
0: Uh, I mean, I, when I started, I sucked. So, like, I, I was crying That's and cool. stuff like that, and then, uh, I, um, it was my mom. I had a single mother. Uh, I was like a, adopted and my adopted mom, Katie, was a, a world-class athlete, you know? Like, she was a world-class swimmer. Um, uh, and she kind of instilled in me just like, hey, like, if you stick with something, you can't quit. And uh, I started losing and uh, I, I used to cry all the time when I used to lose. And, uh, and she's like, hey, you know that feeling, it sucks. You just got to get better at it. And then at that point I became like a, the top kid of the country of just just like destroying everybody and entering tournaments and entering tournaments and I, at one point every tournament I entered I was just in the finals you know I was either winning it or I, I got second you know and then uh, and then after that I got into jiu jitsu um, getting like in college like leaving college a little bit and then um, while in college I actually had my first amateur fight and then that's when I left college to pursue MMA full-time. So, yeah.
1: yeah. What was the uh, the first kind of culture shock, shell shock moment for you making the switch? Because you said, like, the training regimens were pretty similar. At least you knew what you were doing as opposed to someone else who was, you know, freshly starting out. Like, what was like, right. the first big, you know, quote-unquote, no pun intended, punch-in-the-face moment? Uh,
0: when I actually got punched in the face in sparring. Like, yeah. that, was, that was just different. I, uh, that was that was the hardest transition for me. Like jiu-jitsu was, I ain't going to say like, it was an easy transition, but it's a form of grappling. Like, right? you know, like, it's just like, I've been wrestling. I can control somebody from wrestling, but now we're just adding in submissions and stuff like that, you know? um. So that was the easy to pick up, you know, like I, I won a world title in jujitsu before, like I'm a world title well, in jujitsu. I won a world title. Like it's, that grappling is grappling, like, but different art, but punching took a while, took a long time, man. Like, uh, it It took a while just to get used to it, and then um and then, after I got used to it, it was just uh like everybody knows I wanted to get the fight to the ground, you know, so I took a couple of strikes and stuff like that. Now it's a little bit better now, like I mean, my, my boxing's up there, uh, I even fought in glory kickboxing on e s p n for crying out loud, so like my striking has came a very long way. I'm extremely comfortable. Of being on the feet now um it it took i would say a decade uh to try to to try to just get there at that moment man like i i um yeah dude like I, i i mean i sparred people from wild card boxing for crying out loud i know you have the mayweather hat on and stuff like that like i i had guys from that area and stuff like that i'm extremely comfortable on the feet but it just man it just takes a long time to just get adjusted like you know like and, and they were talking about angles and setting traps and stuff like that you know so that was a shell shocker so like my first amateur fight was in eureka missouri at a motel six and uh i fought an undefeated guy and i ended up knocking him out and uh on the ground like i i took my shots on the feet and i was like i'm getting ready to get knocked out right now like you know and then <laughs> i took him down and then from there he didn't have anything and then i end up taking him out from there but like it was it was that man and and then also like the weary of like okay i've been hit with boxing gloves but i haven't been hit with mma gloves like you know and it's just different it's honestly very different you know um so yeah 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 it just takes a while man like combat sports just take a minute you know so, yeah,
1: do you remember your first fight, like crystal clear in your mind? Yeah, absolutely that that day? yeah,
0: absolutely, like, and then, when I look at the videotape, I was like, why they fucking put me in there like it was it was it was bad to the sense like i it's I knocked the guy out twice and ended up retiring because I found out that my opponent and the referee were friends. oh wow so i uh he, he was supposed to be like a purple build or something like that in Jitsu that somebody was good, and I took him down and I'm like, well. I was just like, fuck, I'm going to take him down and get some of it. Didn't do anything, and I passed his guard. It was pretty simple, and, and then I got mount, and I kept on hitting him, and I knocked him out, and he was doing this thing, like, when you hit him, and they didn't stop the fight, and I ended up going for a submission on his arm, and his arm popped, didn't tap, and then I went back to hitting him in the face, and then they finally stopped the fight, you know? A, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Eureka, Missouri. My locker room was in the kitchen. <laughs> It was in the conference room of a Motel Six, so a nicer Motel Six. Uh, I, I had no money at the time because i was fighting amateur, and then uh, afterwards I went out to Applebee's to celebrate, and uh, I got to pick anything that I want to eat because all my teammates and coaches were covering it, and it was like one of the greatest nights of my life, you know. So yeah, was it a big was, time extremely memorable yeah for sure (laughs) extremely
1: yeah (laughs) going from that to where you are now you know not only getting to the point where you're a professional mixed martial art fighter in in Mm -hmm. Bellator and other promotions but you're also training and teaching the youngsters as well which has to be fulfilling as hell as well so you know looking back at your beginnings at what point did you realize that you wanted to give back to the younger generations yourself
0: Uh, just because of my upbringing, man. Like, I, I, I I mean, I grew up, like, homeless in homeless shelters, and me and my mom had a bad start. My biological mom had a bad start, and it took me getting, like, adopted by my mom's best friend, Katie, to bring me on to really show me, like, what a life is supposed to be, supposed to be raising a child, like, you know, um, and I, I, and I know that different people had different circumstances, but, like, uh, mine was pretty bad for sure, man, like, and I had to have a village helped me out and, and helped me, you know? So, uh, it's always been really important to me because I would not be here today if it wasn't for those people that really, really helped me, man. Then, and, 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 uh, and I remember my pay-per-view fight, my debut fight, I was the main event, like the biggest pay-per-view card in Bellator's history. And it was my first fight. And I just went back to the same homeless shelter that I was raised and bought all the tickets so the kids can show, you know, like, like, Hey, like I, like, you go into different circumstances when you have some of these motivational speakers, like, come in and, like, they're like, oh, you can do it, just believe and achieve. And then they're like, but you don't know what it's like to walk in my shoes, right? Like, it's it's hard to fucking do that, right? Like, and teachers are like, oh, like, you can do it. You can, know. I'm like, you live in a fucking suburban neighborhood. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know? But, like, I've been there, I've done that. I, I wore the same handy down clothes. I know what it's like, you know? Like, I I... You know like so truly if i can do it like hey guys like that's why it was so important to go back there like you can do it like i i i just remember that stadium like i i I couldn't afford a ticket to get in there and then like i was like head headlining on the fucking prelims of that stadium you know like it's uh it was truly important so like i i i i truly believe like in this world like you you really need people and mentors to help Get you where you're at today, right? Like I had a lot of people. Like um I had like Tyron Woodley, I had Chandler, I had Tony Ferguson, I had RDA. Like I helped them out, but they really helped me out. Like they needed help from my wrestling aspect, but at the same time, like their level of fighting was at a championship level, right? Like so, I poured like a little bit mindsets from them to help me mold me into the person I am today, right? Like uh, that's just life, you know. And I just believe sometimes, like in the industry, like. There's people that just rip fucking ladders away from people when you know that some people help, right? And I think that they're too good for them. Like, I'm not that fucking guy. Like, you know, so, like, I, I know the impact of having somebody help you because, like, it can truly change your life. I would not be here today if it, if it wasn't for those people. So, like, it's, dude, like, it's my fucking duty, like, here on earth, to definitely help out others for sure.
1: It's easy to talk to talk but hard to walk the walk in that
0: sense i absolutely walked the walk like like uh it, it, it's uh reason why i did do that like uh selfishly because i haven't fought in a year reason why i did that jiu-jitsu because like my next fight is kind of going to be probably against a rent guy and tough guy so that's yeah. why i entered the best jiu-jitsu tournament in the world right to do it and like hey i walked through and i and i won but like a hey, it wasn't fucking easy. Like, you know, like I had to cut 27 pounds to fucking do it. I still had to cut three pounds. I had to show up on same, I haven't did the same day weigh-ins in like 15 years, but all my rent kids and all my kids are going through it. Right. Like it's, it's man, it's, it's hard to lead a ship. If you haven't been through fucking storms, right? Like, you know, so like I had to put myself in the fire to be like, Hey, I, I I know what it feels like. Right. Like steps eight to be to try to help, you know? So like, it's, very important for me to lead by example for sure.
1: I mean it's easy to be inspired by stuff but when shit hits the fan and your backs against the wall and you fail repeatedly over and over again, like like you were saying like those either rich suburban people or like those well more off people that quite frankly don't have the back you know motivation behind right. them. you know what they went through growing up in a, in a situation like you did, you know like you know like this is what I have to do, this is what I want to do. And I'm not right. only doing it for myself, but, but I'm doing it to set an example. I'm here to lead by example for right. not only, you know, friends, family, those who have helped me along the way, the mentors that you mentioned, but also the kids that you're you're teaching and mentoring today.
0: Yeah, no, it's huge, man, and it's huge. And just saying, like, uh, hey, if you do live in a – suburb my best friend lived in a suburban neighborhood, wow. right? You know, like, like I uh, – but he was the house that, like – fuck you have food like damn dude you have a snack cabinet don't know what that is right like we're still best friends to this day and i'm completely honest like if i have kids they're gonna live in a suburban neighborhood right they're gonna be like that's the reason why you just want more for your kids than you want for yourself right and it's the same thing for all my kids i every kid and everybody that walks through my doors and steps on my mat i want more than I want for myself and I and I'm really to help out and and get you there you know and I and I think it's very very important that we just have people like me like more in the world and they're out there and just kids just need to search and and look man
1: oh so, yeah i mean yeah. you said your your passion for what you do now started when you were 5 years old was yeah. that just intuition like because now you know you have to surround yourself with the right people to get there you know like obviously no you for sure great i mean i've read all about it you know surrounding yourself with the wrong people admittedly starting out learning from your mistakes yeah you you talked about some of those guys tony ferguson among others that yeah kind of helped each other out along the way to get to where you wanted to go how early on did you kind of know that mentality of like okay like i want to be the best and this is kind of how i have to do it like you didn't have all the answers obviously as a kid i
0: didn't i didn't but like my mom was like a pretty much, like, I, I would say, like, an Olympic swimmer, so, like, she knows the dedication of, like, uh, trying to get somewhere, and uh, she taught me that, like, uh, dude, she never missed a swim, like, sick, whatever, like, and uh, that's what molded my base of, like, it doesn't matter, like, hey, if you're not feeling well, you gotta fucking do it, you know? Like, I, you know how it is, bro, like, if, like just, like, if you travel and stuff like that, like, fuck, do I really gotta do this interview today? Like, you gotta fucking do it, right? Like, it's just, that's what motivated me from the very first place. Like, it doesn't matter if I lose or not. Like, hey, like, I got to do this. And, and also the sport of wrestling, man. Like, I I was the one that played multiple sports. I'm a huge sports guy. Uh, I, I love football. I love watching football. I'm a big fantasy guy. I'm a big Rams guy. Uh, I'm a big Cardinals guy. I'm a big Blues guy. Like, that's my city of St. Louis. Uh, uh, I live out here in Cali now. So, like, I, I, I still... I mean, Rams followed me out here, so Lakers right, Lakers guy, like I, I I love all sports in general. Um at a very young age, I <laughs> figured out how some of it is a lot of fucking politics, man. Like uh like oh, I'm on the football team, but little Jimmy's playing quarterback, he fucking sucks, but It's because his coach like this dad's the fucking coach you know like you know like like it's like like you know so like i started understanding the part but it was my mom that kind of pouring out like this bullshit like why like you know and then also too like i had a fucking like okay like i had two home runs and five rbis we still fucking lost like you know like it was like you know like and like, dude, I am down for team building and stuff like that. Cause, like, uh, like I said, it takes a village and I need other people to help succeed. But when I'm out on that wrestling mat, like, if I lost or win, that's on me. You know, that's on me. And that's what I really loved and respect. Like, I, dude, I just don't like depending on others. I know you need help from others, but like, when it comes down to, to really getting the work done, I, I, need to get the work done, right, it ain't, it ain't on you, it ain't on me, it ain't on him, like, it's up to me, and that's what, like, wrestling really, like, changed my life in that, and that's when I really gravitated to that, you know, because, like, when I started winning matches and stuff like that, and stuff like that, I'm like, all right, like, like, I did this, like, you know, and it was just really important, and, and then, honestly, it was just really big for, like, just life just in general, you know, and stuff like that, like, hey, like, I, when I was an amateur, like, I, I worked normal jobs. I, 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 I did it all. I worked at the 24-hour fitness. I worked for Luma security arm truck and stuff like that. Like, it's just, like, hey, on those days and stuff like that, when you're, like, grinding and stuff like that, to like, fuck, like I got to go to work. Like, hey, you do. Like, you know, like, there ain't, mom and dad, mom and dad's not going to be here forever. All these people ain't going to be here forever. You got to do stuff for yourself. And that's what really helped me out, you know.
1: So did you play uh, other sports growing up? And kind I of did. Because I was in the same boat, you know? Like, I did. When it comes to, like, in-town politics, the- <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, if you weren't friends with them, you were screwed. Dude, I know, bro. It fucking sucks, bro. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's...
0: Dude, like, it's, it blows. It sucks. Uh, that's why, like, I, I think that's why my club is really special because I, I, I treat... I, I don't care if you're the, the number-ranked kid to, like, the kid that's unranked everybody gets treated like everybody, yep. right? Everybody gets treated like everybody. I'll teach, I'll spend as much time as you as I spend with him, right? And stuff like that. And I also teach my kids that's like, hey, everybody will have their time. Like if if one of them are competing over the weekend, I got invited, we're all acting like we're competed, right? And I don't ever want you to say like I'm spending time with him. It's, it's just his time. Yep. You will have your time too, right? And stuff like that. So yeah, man, like I... I I was a running back in football. I loved it. My favorite running back was Le Damian Thompson. Oh, yeah. I, I loved it. Um, and then obviously, like I'm a big Rams fan, the greatest show on turf, Marshall Falk was my fucking guy, you know. Um, like all-star, like I I'm a history buff when it comes to sports. Uh and baseball, I I I played the hot corner, I was a third baseman. Like uh, yeah, man, those those were like my two, like my and besides wrestling, like my three favorite sports I played when I was little. I wasn't a, I love basketball, but I'm only fucking 5'9", and I don't have handles. So, like, so that was out the question. I was mostly trying to, it was weird. I was trying to be inside the paint, you know, and they're like, dude, like, you're too short. And I'm, like, trying to push people in the paint, you know, so, like, uh, it just didn't work out, man. Like, it just didn't work out at all. And then um, hockey, my best friend's parents owned a hockey club, I, I loved playing goalie. My favorite goalie was Patrick Waugh. Um, I'm a big hockey fan as well. I can actually skate on ice. Um, but I, I love playing goalie. But like when you start getting to that upper echelon in hockey, it is fucking expensive, bro. It is fucking expensive, dude. I cannot afford, hey, in wrestling, I just got to buy shoes and I'm good, right? So, like, I, that's another big reason why I stuck with that sport as well. But, like, it's, like, when you start going on these traveling teams and stuff like that, you're talking thousands upon thousands of dollars, man. Like, you know, so, yeah, but, like, I do, but also, too, team sport also did teach me, like, camaraderie of playing for each other and stuff like that. So, like, it was great, man. It was really good.
1: And as a wrestler, like you're like you were saying, you're dependent on yourself, you know, mm-hmm. you are working towards your own goal. And when you pick up a victory or win after win after win, you're feeding off your own energy, I feel like. As you to, are. As opposed to like going three for three with three home runs in baseball and you still lose eleven to three. you know like
0: <laughs> I know it's bitter. I know, and then those interviews are always awkward because they're like, you had a great game today, but like uh, your team lost. You're like, yeah, I did have a good game. And like-
1: and Your teammates are looking at like- Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 Yeah, dude,
0: it's, it's kind of fucking awkward, you know? Like, it, it, yeah, so like I, uh, <laughs> I, I used to be in those scenarios too. Like you just rushed for 157 yards and two touchdowns and uh, still got blown out. So how you feel? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, I did amazing, but you can't really fuck say that. I'm like, oh. I, yeah, it was a tough one for us, and uh, we gotta get back on track, and uh, like, you know, like, it, it's awkward, it sucks, you know, so yeah, wrestling, I really loved it, but uh when you start getting into up-alonging wrestling, you start, you really need to have really good training partners as well, okay. you know, and, and stuff like that, so when you start making, like, world teams or cadet teams, like, in that room's a bunch of killers, like, you guys always pushed each other, and, uh, always telling my kids that, like hey like i fortunately have like some of the best kids in southern california so always it's when new kids come in it's, it's a rough transition for them um just because i haven't seen that level but i'm like hey you guys walk through this door because you guys want to get better it's yeah. really important to um i tell them like hey i was in scenarios that i was getting picked for all these all-star teams like and i couldn't score a point for like months wrestling in the confidence was just like, fuck, dude, I thought I was good, you know? like And it sucked, you know? And But in hindsight, I I realized how much it made me better, you know? Because, like, those guys are winning world titles. I'm like, dude, like, I train with the best in the world. Like, that means I'm the best in the world, and I'm hanging in there, you know? So when kids start transitioning into our club, like, that's very big for them, too, you know? And I always tell them, like, you always want to be beat up. You kind of want to fail in the room. Like, it's in the room, you want to fail so we can shine out there in the light. You know, so like, yeah, so it was very big for that. And it was very big for my career, you know? That's why, like, I, I wanted to train with the Tony Ferguson's. I wanted to train with the Jake Ellenbergers. I, I seeked out to train with Mark Munoz. Dean Lister was, like, my digital coach for, my, like, it was really important for that, but it all stemmed when I was little from wrestling to get to learn that, you know? Like, I, um, like, in the room, like, some of the kids that, in my past, I've seen that, like, wasn't as good, right like I I seen them uh they don't want to go with the best guy in the room right they kind of hid in the corner and they want to go with the guy that they can beat up all the time and stuff like that because they're just too afraid to fail in the room and stuff like that and and when you start looking at those kids or like even those people in boxing and stuff like that like you know for sparring rounds like you really you telling me like you don't want a chance to spar Canelo or or Gennady Golovkin like really like the only thing you're going to do is get better from it. Like, so what? But people are so afraid to take that leap. Like, you know, that like they're not really going to be anything dude, when it comes to like making it to the big leagues or the world rankings and stuff like that. So yeah, man. Yeah. So it all stemmed from like that wrestling background and stuff like that. So
1: where do you think the fear or the, the kind of stem from fear kind of comes from? Cause I've always been very curious about people cause you know, there's, billions of kids around the world that want to do it but the second they mm-hmm. fail it's like oh i can't do this and then they
0: yeah like,
1: themselves yeah. up and then there's that one percentile like you who keeps going and then you kind of not not learn to like failure but obviously you embrace it and then you just keep pushing forward you
0: embrace it like yeah and i also think though too like it's i truly believe like it's something like in their life though too right like maybe you don't have like I would say, like, probably the best parents of support or maybe it's your coach or something like that because, like, man, like, it's, uh... Every time I failed, like, hey, fucking dust it off. Like, you got another one. Like, you know, like, hey, like, like get your fucking mind right. Like, you ain't out of it. You just lost one. You got to battle back to try to get third place, right? And then, hindsight, I see other kids quit, dude. Like, you know, and, and, and some of them can't take a loss and they don't come back in the room ever and stuff like that and they're crying like it's, uh... It's unfortunate, but, like, I think there's some other aspect of life outside that's not helping them out, too, you know? Um, so, that's why I think it's so important for them to feel young, like, you know, this, and they don't get participation in fucking trophies. Because <laughs> I just think we're in a new generation now that, like, fuck, bro, everybody gets it. Like, you know, it's bullshit. Like, you know, but at least in wrestling, like, if you don't place, you don't get shit. Yep. You know? You don't get anything. You know, if you go 0 and 2, you go 0 and 2, you're out. You know, and if you lose, you're forced to be like, I gotta, I gotta battle back. I gotta battle back to get this medal, right? Like it's, that's why I like it so much. Like some of these sports, like everybody gets it, like it's bullshit. Like you didn't do anything, you lost. Suck it up. Like hey, let's let's learn from this hurt and let's get better and let's get better from this experience, right? But they also need the right guidance behind that too. Like I, when I start getting the coach, I start realize, like. I've been coach, I've been blessed to get coached by the best in the world. I seeked it out. I, I stayed in hustle to so to look at the best in the world, to train with the best in the world, and and I think that's why it made me a great coach, like uh, coach, and I say slash difference maker, right? Um, and uh, Dean was like a really good coach, and I, and I even had Chris Lieben. Chris Lieben, obviously, right? But talk? People think like he's a wild man and stuff like that. He is. Right. Also, one of the best coaches I ever had, man, like uh, uh, breaking stuff down technique wise. He's a really good technician. A lot of people don't see. He just knows what works for him. Right. And stuff like that. And, And truly, like in sports, the number one thing is what works for you? I can't teach this person the same way that I teach you. Right. And stuff like that. And and uh having the best coach in the world made me the best so i can analyze different types different personalities and stuff like that so when my kids quit like they know it's not over in the the game and stuff like that so i think those people that quit like they just bro like they need a better role model they need to seek it out like you know and and bro i've been through struggles too i have losses as well you know um and I even seeked out a mental coach, right? Like, I uh, – and ever since I did seek out a mental coach and stuff like that, I've been on a big win streak. I've been finishing people. I, I've i been a top-ranked guy ever since then. But, like, um, I, my advice is, like, do seek help. Like, you know, like, it's it's not a weakness and stuff like that. Dude, everybody needs, like, those mental, like – like, those mental health, like, exercises strength and stuff like that and coaches besides just a regular coach as well, you know? So,
1: yeah. I mean <laughs> – I was going to say, like, you didn't have an easy upbringing, but at mm-hmm. the same time, you knew what you wanted, you know? Like, you were able to power yeah. through and power through, which helped kind of mold, like, those failures and those experiences that you had. They helped mold you into who you became. And obviously, you take bits and pieces from everybody else when it comes to a certain fighting style. So yep. You develop your own style along the way. And then you're yep. able to mix and match. And that's what makes you you know, Ian Butler, like, the one true Ian Butler as opposed to being, you know, the next Tony Ferguson or... Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, who who wants to be that when you could be the first version of yourself?
0: Exactly, you know, like, and, and then, don't get me wrong, like, I, I also think I got good at, uh in the Midwest by myself, because... I'm a very I break down a lot of film as well too like i I love breaking down film. I love like doing stuff and that's another thing that I think kids need to take from like I love my sport right I never miss a fight night I like like there's some guys who are just like, oh, I don't watch fights and so I'm like, but you're a fighter like like what the fuck like what what like you know um and watching film and watching others, I did be able to take a piece of like, oh like dude, Roberto Duran's fucking toughness of staying inside the park, like you know, and just like oh like Marvin Hagler's fucking jab the way he just snaps it you know and stuff like that but it also was really important and I learned this at an older age just like to make sure you trans- transition to yourself that you still be yourself as well right because you're just quit trying to be like everybody else right like you can take parts of the games but at the end of the day when you look at yourself in the mirror be happy with who you are be happy with what you what you it to and you're going to be somebody, you're going to be a name as well, you know, and stuff like that. So yeah, man. Yeah. I think that's really, really important.
1: When did that kind of click for you? Kind of what you just said, you know, early on, you know, self-admittedly and like kind of was in the wrong crowd at the same time, very disciplined in what you wanted to do. So when did, you know, kind of like,
0: yeah, um, I, I will say honestly, well, I think I had different gaps, right? Um, It could have been from wrestling since I was high school, like, all right, I gotta move school to be with better people, right? Or when uh, that article came out when I had an overdose, when I was hanging out with bad people in high school, like then I had to hang out with uh, somebody else, right? So I think it came into different gaps in my life and then it came into different gaps in my fighting career too, right? Like, oh, I'm the top amateur in the country and then I signed pro and then I took my first loss in five years and I'm like, well, fuck, now I gotta get better. So now I got to move, right? So it came into different spurts, like, and then recently five years ago was my mental coach. i like, after I was on a couple, I was on a win streak, I, I took a loss and uh, I was like, fuck, dude, I got to find like, uh, I'm so obsessed with like mental toughness. And men- I, I took psychology in college and I'm like, I, n- I need a mental coach. Tomorrow. My dad, my other doctor dad is a psychologist, but like I need somebody outside of that, right? That's not, that's unbiased, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, And after getting that, I fired everybody around me, man. Like, I was in, a like, the gym I was training at. Like, it was... There were some big names there, but, like, sometimes when you have big names and you're training with them, you are training with the best, but you feel like the tension's not on you, right? And you feel like you're just another number and you're just a body, right? That's how I feel, right? Like, let's be honest. When Floyd is getting ready to fight, you're a fucking number. Like... You're just, you're just going there to help out, right? This, this this is the Floyd fucking show. When Canelo's getting ready to fight, you're just a fucking number. You're just a body in the fucking room, right? That's how I was feeling, right? And uh I left that gym and I hired my own coaches that were there for me. That I'm the guy, right? And stuff like that. And then when we did bring people in for work for me, like I I know what I said, they're like, hey, like, you're just a number, you're just a body. I didn't make them feel like that, though, right? I was just like, hey, thank you for coming in and helping me. And then I truly just built a good team and karate around me, right? Like, I, I live in Southern California. I think, like, with the TikTokers nowadays and stuff like that and Hollywood's right down the street, everybody wants to be fucking famous, but you honestly meet some ungenuine people that people just want to get over somebody, right? And from the Midwest, everybody was just smiling, happy go lucky, and, and was we down to help each other. So, with my club and everything I did of hiring these coaches, I just created that community for myself. Yeah. You know? So, I created the coaches, like, Ian, how are you feeling today? How are you doing this? How'd you sit down, like, you know, and doing this, you know? And uh, one of my good friends is Randy Miller. She ran the Bronze me- uh, Olympic, she's an Olympic Bronze medalist in wrestling. She said it was the same thing. When when you go to Olympic teams and and coaches like, don't get me wrong. Like, if Jordan Burroughs is on there, like, everybody's paying attention to him, you know, and stuff like that. You do have other Olympians, too, as well. But, like, what coach is going to be down for me, right? And there for me. And when she finally found that coach of, like, oh, I need to go from the nutritionist because I'm having bad weight cuts, I actually sat there in a meeting with them right? All those people that she said, I have in my corner as well that I hired out, and ever since then, I've just been, I will say, unstoppable, bro. Like, I, I, I've I, just been stopping people. I've been finishing people at the high level, right? It's it's, it's not a fact that, like, I took Bellator losses after loss, and that's when I finally won minds, like, you know, and I didn't give up, and I finally won minds, and I finally broke into rankings, and, and I finally came back into jiu-jitsu and won a all time, like, you know, but it's because I had those people around me that were down for me, like, you know, and, and that's the support system, and I think, like, if you get into the fight world and stuff like that, I think teams are great and you need a team, you go into the gym, but make sure you, hide the, you have those coaches on the side that's like, when they're in my corner, they're truly down in my corner. When I when God forbid, if I do take a next fight, let's just say I lose, it feels like I don't because I have a support system, yep. you know?
1: I mean, that's, that's why you are in the position where you are in right now because you're able to take things from everybody. You're willing to learn from everybody. There's Absolutely. No, there's no ego involved, you know? No. You don't think you're up here and there's people down here, you know? I, I heard in, in an interview that you, you know, described ego as kind of edging God out. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, like, that blew my mind. I'm like, holy crap. Like, I want to ask him about that because... Yeah, it, it, dude, it's, it's
0: it's 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 huge. Like, I... I so, i so say six years ago, five years ago, I tore my bicep. I, I had a fight coming up and I was out for, like, eight months before... Uh, I got married actually. Um, and I went on my honeymoon I kind of had a sling and stuff like that. It's because they brought into the, they brought this kid in and, uh, he was swinging like he was like trying to take my head off. Right. And, uh, and for me in the fight world, for people to understand for me to defend myself, I had to take his head off back. I just can't sit through laboring. And guess what? I, I threw a big hook and I tore my bicep because I didn't get a proper warm up because I thought we were going to do a warm up round, but he went at me hard, right? And um, I just make sure when I bring people in, they, they have no ego. Check your ego out the door. There's not, there's not a lot of kids in my program that don't have big egos. Like, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, like, hey, this isn't a school when anybody can just join the fucking team, right? and stuff like that this is a club like i own this business i can refuse service if you have an ego get the fuck out you know we don't need that we don't need that here you know um and it was really important that i started putting people around me that didn't have any egos like, like i i i change with black belts on a regular i have a guy named rob that like uh I think he's like what like 12 and 2 as an amateur he's a black belt under A.O.J. and the mendez brothers and he's about to take a fight soon and uh I've been helping out with his wrestling a lot and stuff like that. And I think he's going to probably sign with one FC soon and uh, good guy. And every time I work, I'm like, look, man, I remember I was like, I'm just coming off the couch and stuff like that. Like I, I ain't trying to like, uh, if you're just going to try to just put it on me and stuff like that, like if you want it to be like that, then let it like, you know, just let me fucking know so I can come. He's like, no man, like no ego. I'm just trying to learn. I'm just trying to work. Those are the only people I'll fucking work with, man. Only people is that
1: your disciplinary style, just like if you have an ego, get the fuck out, or like let's say you see potential in someone and you could tell they're just being insecure. Like, is there another route that you go? I check
0: them. I check them right away. Like it's I think that we're at a stage nowadays that like people don't check people, right? I check people on Twitter on a regular basis. Like I don't have time for it, but if somebody does come at me and I see something, I'm like, I guarantee if I walked up to you, you wouldn't say that shit to my face. Right? I just check them. And then I did, I look at the, I'm like, oh, so you live in Southern California? Why don't you come in? I have a waiver form, will not you come in? And then they're like, dude, I'm just sorry. I'm just like, you have to check people, you know? Like you just have to, you know? Because like, what is your intentions of you coming in and just be like, oh, I try to be a, bro. like, no bro. Like if I really want to, it's, this is realistic. I can take your life away, you know? Like there's a referee in the ring for a reason so if you're unconscious, they stop the fight, you know? And and I think people are just like, oh, and they calm down after that. But there's not a lot of people that would tell them the real truth about that, you know? Like, I, it's, um, that's the number one thing I, people always ask me, like, oh, if you hang out, like, I'm a very happy-go-lucky person. I, I get to do what I want for a living. I get to train all day. Like, I, I love it. I, I came from the bottom. I appreciate it. I have a lot of gratitude when I wake up every single day. Um, and they're like, oh, what about fighting situations? Don't seem like you guys do fights. I'm like, oh, I'm like, but there's a couple of scenarios. Like, oh, if I got out and this guy's like huffing and puffing, I'm like, dude, you don't want to do this. Like, I just want to let you know you can Google my name. I'm like one of the top fighters in the world. You don't want to do this. It's like, I don't even care. and then I'm like, look, bro. And the speech I always give them, like, look around. Do you see any refs around here? And they say, no, like, what's going to stop me from taking your life away? Like, because I just don't fight. I'm also from St. Louis, Missouri. I just don't fight the fight. I need to defend myself, and I need to go see my family, you know? So, and then after that, they calm the fuck down, and they walk away, you know? <laughs> like, you know? Like, it's it's just like, dude, like, there's there's too many assholes in the world. We, we don't need another one. And that's why I like checking people, like, it. and when I work with people, that's it, like, you know, like it just blows my mind that like some people just think they can just say some shit to people just out of the brim, like, you know, like it's, dude, we just don't need that in the world, Jack, bro. We just need good people in the world and create good people in the world, even in combat sports. And I understand selling fights and stuff like that. And when people do talk shit, like some of that shit's fucking funny to me. Like, you know, like it cracks me up, you know, and stuff like that. Um, But like working, pro- like I I think the reason why people get hurt in the gym is because of ego, bro. People honestly really do. Like, or, or when people get knocked out. Like, why is your training party getting knocked out in practice in sparring, bro? Like, why... Like, uh, I know for a fight, biz like ribs or like hurt before the GSP fight. Like, yeah. why? 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 You know, it's not worth it. You know? Um I like Holloway's approach, bro. Like, he's not even... Really sparring, like you know, like but you need to know if you're gonna go hard that like this guy's gonna be protected. He's not gonna throw knees at my head, which I know some people doing that, which is ridiculous, you know. So, but you just need to create that environment for yourself, you know. So, yeah, man, that's a discipline I definitely live by. I live by every single day.
1: I mean, it's it's baffling to me, you know, so like the goes back like when you were a kid, when I was a kid, like we thought that was toxic like yeah. just think generations from now i
0: mean unfortunately oh dude <laughs> you, you probably
1: see it all the time
0: in the gym i i yes um i i definitely do but i i will say like my situation is different that like i actually have a private gym to train at so like it's not really there anymore you know or sometimes if i do hire a coach you know like i wouldn't get to like uh I ain't gonna say his name, but like I have to check him on a regular basis. will probably be a better coach in the long run, mm-hmm. still learning, right? Still have a little like, oh, like you just think like being a shit out of a kid is uh it's gonna help him. Like it's not. Right? It's not. And you gotta watch what you say when people have losses, when they come off the mats and stuff like that. Like, you know, um, stuff like that, you know. So I'm trying to mode up and stuff like that. So, like, yeah, so like it's definitely in there. Um I am pretty blessed that I don't see it a lot just because like everybody that walks through our doors or the doors I go through are pretty private that like people are chill, (laughs) you know, and just like, Hey, we're going to get this where we're trying to make each other better. And it goes from there,
1: you know? So you ever see the inner child come out in you because you said that, you know, you were kind of a sore loser when you lost, is it still that way or have you kind of, you know, mellowed
0: out? Okay. In different scenarios, like, uh, I, like when I'm playing Madden online or something like that, <laughs> like, you know, like uh, <laughs> like that, that, that training, not so much, you know um, I remember like when I was getting back into training camp it's, it's, uh, it's always rough getting back in training camp, like, you know, like it just cause obviously it's at a higher intensity you know, um, my boy Jose kept on taking me down and I like, I thought I was like one of the best wrestlers in the world, like when it comes to like, you know, when he kept on taking me down <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, all right. I'm like, training session was over. I'm like, oh, today was a good day. He goes, yeah, it was. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go home and cry at myself in the corner now, you know? And he laughed. But I, I just learned, um, when it comes to training, I don't care if I do get beat up and stuff like that, you know, like, cause I know it's a learning curve. I, and I think that's the one maturity part that I did grow in, like, um, for sure. Like, uh, cause with Dean Lister... I also had a guy named Jocko Wilness, which was my other coach, right? And he had a thing called good, you know? He was a Navy SEAL. Yep. He taught uh, um, the movie, uh, I, I believe it was Sniper Shooter. Like, he taught that guy how to shoot. Um, and he just tells me, um, our training sessions were intense, you know? And uh, he told me about the thing called good, right? He goes, like, oh, when I was over in Iraq, like, I'd be like, dude, this thing blew up. Now we only have this Can you surgery, it, like, and he goes, like, okay, good. And I'm like, what? And then he's like, oh, damn, dude, like, oh, the tank ran out of gas. We're going to have to move it on foot and stuff like that. And he's like, okay, good. And I was like, what the fuck are you saying good for? And he's just like, look, if you keep on thinking negative and stuff like that, and you're just going to just dig yourself a hole in a hole, like, you want challenges, you know? Everything that's bad that happens is good. Yep. Everything that bad that happens is good. So every time I think of a training session, like, bam, I got tapped. I'm like, all right, like, hey, we're just closing. And it's something I teach my kids. We're just closing this door so we can be solid and very well-rounded. So anything that bad that happens in my training session is good. Oh, I got hip to hook. I maybe I need to start focusing on keeping my hand up a little bit more, right? That's good that he checked me there so it doesn't happen out there, right? When the lights really come on, right? Yep. So yeah, the only inner child that comes out is when I'm playing spike ball with my kids and I'm fucking losing, or when I'm playing Madden with my kids all night and I'm losing, that's, like I got, yeah. You might see a controller thrown on the fucking bed and something like that, or across the route. like yeah, like that. That that I get a little pissed off about. But when it comes to trading and stuff like that, like I have a pretty damn good attitude, man. Pretty damn. Good. I
1: I I once threw an Xbox controller at a kid's head. Luckily, he. And it went straight through the window. <laughs> it wasn't my house. Oh, dude! <laughs> it wasn't even my house. The kid was probably five years younger than me. Oh, fuck, dude! And then, and then,
0: I'm really bad. If I am spanking you, if you're going off like online, like what the fuck? I don't know why I laugh so hard, and then the people get more pissed. I just laugh so hard that this is happening, you know, like. uh yeah man like it's that's the only time like my little like sore loser will come out for sure you know uh for sure but i'm playing games for sure you know like oh oh, dude all the bombs come out all the f-bombs come out like fuck like what the fuck like you know like everything you know better there
1: than you know better yes or in a race because again, like, to go back to failure, that's what's going to humble you, and that's what's going to motivate you to move Dude. further. If you won every single fight and just kept winning and winning and winning, eventually, you expect it.
0: You're not, And you're not going to grow, man. You're not going to grow at all. Um, it's it's uh, huge. Uh, uh, I was at the fight when Mighty Mouse lost to Henry Cejudo, mm. and that was the fight that afterwards, I took my loss, and I was like, fuck! Like, I was winning the fight, man, to the end, and I had to give the guy props. Like, when, when you're losing, the guy comes back and, like, you got to give them props. You're like, you know, and, uh, and then I hired my mentor coach after that, and I completely changed, completely changed it to a different person. Like, the, the person I seen in the mirror were completely different, and then that new person I saw in the mirror, I was fucking proud of, you know, um, and when Mighty Mouse lost, he goes, like, oh, man, it's just another day. It's just a bad day in the office. It is what it is. I can get back. Like, I, I don't even, you know, um, I remember Michael Chandler as well, told me, I remember when I lost to Jory Davis, and I got that spinning back kick, and I lost in 15 seconds, and I trained my ass off of that training camp and brought a lot of guys in, and I thought like I was going to out-wrestle them and show him what's up, and uh, uh, the one thing I didn't respect was his striking, because I've been striking longer, and he hit me with the spinning back kick right on the liver, and the fight was over, and uh, I was back at the hotel, and Chandler came up behind me and gave me a hug, and Ian, he goes, you know you're not a critter, right? You've been through far worse things in life than this. Like, bro, trust me, you're gonna get back on it. And he goes, like, look, dude, like when I lost to Will Brooks and then I got knocked out, I lost to Eddie Alvarez, then I lost to World Brooks and I lost to Wil Brooks. He goes, I went to 365 days, like almost a whole year, without winning a fight, bro, without winning a fight. I thought about retirement. He's like, dude, keep moving, keep trucking, you know. And I got better from it, man. Like, you need to – you don't know what ups are until you have downs. <laughs> and I think that's really important, you know. And, I, and people say, like, hey, you learn more from your losses than anything. It's true. And then what I like to also tell kids and tell people, name me one champion that doesn't have losses besides, besides Ford. But, like, you know, um, but, like, but, it's, but it's rare. But it's rare. it's rare for a reason, though. It's rare for a reason, Canelo loss to me, whether, like, you know, Gennady Golovkin loss, Lomachenko loss, Kamara loss, right? He's talking about the best. GSP loss. You're talking about Hall of Famers. BJ Penn has lost, you know, and their losses were bad, you know? They're like, they got taken out. They got finished. Their losses were bad, you know? Everybody has fucking losses, you know? It's what you do after your losses We'll we'll see and determine what a true champion is.
1: So I'm very curious to hear your answer on this. You know, hypothetically speaking, everything that you've been through in your life, obviously you had the intuition from the start to want to be the best on your own. But you obviously talk about the, the support system, a heavy key in what you did. Hypothetically speaking, if you didn't have that support system, like on your drive alone, do you think you would have accomplished what you've accomplished in your life so far?
0: Not at all, dude. Uh, To be completely honest, I probably wouldn't be talking to you right now. Not the reason why you're talking to me right now, because like I, I am somebody, (laughs) right? I am somebody in this world. I'm somebody in the sport. I'm respected by my peers. But I don't think I'll probably even be alive, man. Like to be seriously, like uh, especially like uh, with all the world's going on. With as you see in my background of the Black Lives Matter poster and stuff like that and being a here activist in the world uh, i i don't think i'll probably be alive man it's really hard for I think, I think young black americans the single single parent growing up in poverty growing up in a bad neighborhood like it's either joining the game or doing something or during a box before 18 years old you know um i think that's the path i probably would have been on i would have been part of the statistic unfortunately.
1: So do you think, because obviously the the rock bottom moment was, you know, what was it, your friends hid, hid drugs? Yeah, up?
0: friends. <laughs> your quote. Did, did if you, you didn't know, see me. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I think that was one of the rock bottoms I definitely had in my life. Um, the story is, like, I, I in, in high school, I was a weed smoker. I drank. Uh, uh, my biological mom tried to make up for being a mother by being my friend which means if you're my friend you're not really disciplining me um for all the bad things we had so I was the house that I threw parties at and I got away with murder uh that kids uh shouldn't probably deal with uh I think kids need boundaries for sure it's just a process in life you know um and uh I I smoked weed and I was still good at my sport by doing it I drank I was still good at my sport and doing it and they were experimenting other drugs, like popping pills and stuff like that. I didn't do that. I was just smoking, drinking. And then one day they put a prank and put pills in my candy box and I swallowed over 20 pills and ended up overdosing and uh, came back to life. And that was uh, rock bottom. Like, uh, and uh, I think the same that I, I truly thought of, uh, I think I went to hell and back for sure. Like, you know, like, um, because... I, I lost a lot of college offers. Uh, and the route I had to go to definitely made me the person I am today. And I don't even know those people anymore. And I completely changed my circle. And I, th- that's what gave me a start to completely new life as well. You know, like it sucked that I've been through it, but that's thats that whole thing of losses I talked about, right? Like it's the losses. Like I took a fucking L for sure, like in life, you know? And and it came back and completely completely like I I like to tell anybody that that question like that Ian that overdose died and a new one arose in for sure
1: wow that's powerful stuff and you and you completely change you know the people that you surrounded yourself I don't even talk to those kids anymore but I I'm guarantee that they know who you are
0: I, I'm for sure, I think one of them tried to hit me up on Facebook and I was like, decline. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like, and it was me like on, I think my Bellator weigh-ins and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, you know, but like I, my heart stopped and they revived me and they said they were going to quit giving compressions and heartbeat came back and, uh, and I came back. So that old version truly died and I came back as a new person. I didn't even go to that school the next day they expelled me from home and just like up oh, and I completely had to find a new way and my life completely changed after that. Man.
1: So that's obviously a strong why and a strong motivation to do the things that you want to accomplish moving forward. Like fresh start, like you just said, like that guy, the guy before the incident died and a new one arose. But at the same time, as the years go on, you obviously have the passion, the intuition, like we talked about to do what you want to do. How often does your why change? Because obviously there's the big why, why you do this, but at the same time, there's probably small ones that come by day by day, week by week. For sure.
0: For sure. Um, something, I mean, I have a business now. Uh, I have employees now, which, yeah, which I never thought I probably had. I, I get, It's like those little kid moments when you do a little clap. I get so excited. I'm like, oh, I got like four employees, you know, I had to pay them out. And I never felt so happy in my life to pay out people and is such a joy, you know, and, and uh, my why is to build up uh, a lot of good, generation. I mean, I'm already the leading club of sending kids into colleges already, I've only been going for two years, uh, um, I have a lot of fighters coming down to, to get the wrestling help, and a lot of jiu-jitsu world champions try to come through, and uh, my why, honestly, for all my kids that step on the mat is not just wrestling that's that's why i said i was a coach last difference maker like a a coach is like all right good job man like good job after afterwards and when you graduate like uh it's over they're like hey man it's great having you part of the program stuff like that i've been there before right and stuff like that but um i'm a difference maker man like when you graduate when you leave my program or you go to college our relationship is just beginning you know i will always i will always be there no matter what, if you call or not, um, I will always be there. I'll always check up on you. Um, there's there's no place in the world that I won't travel to to come to come get you if you need help. Um, that's my why. My why is not is it's not just building champions on mat and on the mats or and stuff like that or in a cage or when people come to me. It's building champions in life, man. Like that's that's it, dude. Like I I I love raising. The, these kids and young women to be great athletes, but uh, when you see kids that come out of my program, like you know, they're going to be good human beings and will help you and to get the shirt off their back,
1: which is an amazing mentality to have. It's, it's awesome to see how that formulated throughout all of your experiences because you said it yourself. There's guys in whether it's in MMA or anything really that. Are kind of just in it for themselves, you know? They're yeah. in money, like they think they're the big time, and they just blow people off. Why, why do you true. do you have any like personal like situations where like you felt that you felt that vibe? Oh, for sure,
0: <laughs> oh, for sure, bro, like for sure. Uh, I, fuck, I mean, I mean, I, I think Tony, I mean, was one of them. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, like I'm, I'm not gonna beg to help you. You know, not it's it's just like if you, you can lead the horse to water that's saying right. If you can lead the horse to water, if you don't drink it, it's their fault. You know, like uh, um, and then at some point like you, there's some people you just cannot help, right? Because at the end of the day, you gotta do it for yourself. You know, um, um, and then getting older, I just learned that like, hey man, like it's uh, when I was younger, I fought for myself. Yeah. Right. Like, Cause I had to. Like I was selfish. Like I supposed to be. Right. I'm single. Like you know, I didn't get married and everything else. Uh, it's funny. Uh, my last name is Butler, but I haven't met my dad. I finally met my dad like three years ago. I wanted to change my last name from Butler because I didn't know what Butler really yeah. stood for.
1: Right.
0: Um, and now it's different. Now um, I'm married. I can carry on a legacy of my name, and then I start to realize that my last name Butler is just meant for just to serve other people right so uh and then selfish start becoming selfless yep. right um and it's way more powerful like it's uh like even over the weekend when i was cutting weight and stuff like that and i haven't did a same day weigh in in like 15 years you know and end up winning the world like it's uh what made me proud was watching all my kids just repose like oh my, my coach like look at like like you know that 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 Man, that that was greater than putting that the fucking gold around my neck and, and and like that that winning that tournament is supposed to be huge for my resume, huge for that. But yep. I'm more proud that like I led by example. Yeah. I'm going through the fire with you, and it's it's way more stronger when you fight for other people, man.
1: So what do you think of that when you see I don't know like the Paul brothers getting into this? You know, like they're they're making whether you, you want to like a lot of money you know like they're, money, man. They're, they're making you know youtube boxing famous like it's getting up there it's helping uh, boxing a more. I,
0: it is it is and i uh, so okay <laughs> so um i'm not gonna knock it because it's helping right. other people make money dude like it's good for you right and i can't say you're not a boxer because like i love ben i love i love max actually and i'm probably closer to him than i am ben um uh, he's a boxer. I mean, he's knocking somebody out, and he's doing something and getting paid for it, right? Like, and um, what professional is, right? Um, I I will say i would probably like Logan more than I like Jake because I just think uh, Jake is a douchebag, <laughs> uh, personality wise. Uh, I dude, if it, I I just do not hang out with those type of people. Uh, I would love to punch those kind of people in the face, to be honest. It's a little bit more easier to do it as well. Um, but they're, they're doing something good as well, though, too. Like, uh, it's, uh, like, Connor, like, when Connor got into sport, it was, like, a love-hate relationship because, like, bro, like, he was on fucking food stamps for crying out loud, right? I, I know how that is and stuff like that. And I know, like, when you have confidence, I know – I took psych. I know about mental warfare and stuff like that, you know? And I respect where it comes from, you know? But uh, I I, I don't know, man. Like, it's... uh. So I know why Conor fights, which is because, like, where he came from and stuff like that. But the Paul brothers were, like, literally, like, Disney fucking kids, bro. Like, Disney fucking kids with a lot of money before, you know? Like, they, they had money before, and then they got into this, you know? Um, but, hey, if you're... If they actually... Like, the Floyd fight does floyd really need 20 million dollars no right he's just a good business guy right but tyron right being from st louis and us being close and stuff like that does he need the money yes you know not saying i'm not saying that he's broke now and stuff like that but like like us mma fighters and stuff like that we we all like if you really know the sports world like we don't get paid shit like you know like we might we, Okay, you can probably fight at 9,000 stuff like that, but compared to boxing, though, when you're talking about millions to thousands, it's almost like dollars to pennies, you know? Like, it's, it's not even close. So if they're giving other fighters opportunities to make money like that and stuff like that, I'm happy for it, you know? I would just disagree with some of the personality traits that they have that's all
1: how much of it do you think is promotion though like maybe he thinks like okay everybody hates me i'm just gonna drive that force you know till the cows come home because that's what's driving in revenue that's
0: what uh, uh connor is a really good nice guy i met in yeah. person um also floyd's good guy um a lot of the guys i met that were kind of uh, kobe covington He's a really good guy. All for side. All for show, right? Now, it's hard to say, like, because I've seen Jake's interview, like, not even fight interviews, just talking. Like, he's just like that, you know? Like, nope. Logan's actually, like, i seen some stuff. Like, there was a thing about, like, um, it was a black kid wrestling, and they had to cut off his hair dress because it was past his headgear line. And they didn't need to do that, dude. That's, like, wow. part of somebody's culture and stuff like that. It's yeah. embarrassing. And he ended up winning the match, and he was crying, you know? Like, it's, it was fucking awful. And Logan, I, Logan is actually a really good wrestler. He won a state title. Uh, and uh, he came out and spoke out about it. Logan's actually a really good heartache guy. Like, you know, I can tell, you know? And uh, and I, I don't know. Obviously, even though the brothers... You can tell that they had different upbringings, right? Um, I have a kid named Kai that like grew up a little bit rougher, right? Sweetheart, dude, we'll give you a sure shirt of his back, but yeah, he's a, he's a little, he's a little tough guy though. He's just like, if you look at him wrong, he's just like, what are you looking at? I us back at His brother Ricky, sweetheart, love him, like you know, just like older brothers and like they just get treated differently than probably younger siblings, you know like and I think that's probably what happened like you know like and and probably like his brother was the man on campus and stuff like that so like maybe you can think you can act like a douchebag because like my brother's gonna come save me like you know and stuff like that and I think that trait probably covered over in life and I can yeah definitely tell that's I'm dude I'm a psych guy you know for sure you know so like I can definitely tell that like uh I mean and he was also living off his brother too you know, like and stuff like that. You know, so like that just breeds different kinds of people. You know, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just a character trait for me, for sure. Um, I would say I'm glad that they're in the sport, man, because they're bringing ice to it. So, yep, good for them.
1: You know? I mean, they're bringing the fire for sure. I was always very yeah. curious to see like who's an ego, you know, for the cameras, and who isn't, you know, behind the scenes. Because like for you, obviously humble as hell. You, like you've mm-hmm. taken your experiences, and you, like you said, you're serving other people. Yeah. So, but hypothetically speaking, and this will be the last question I ask you. I don't want to take too much. Okay. D guy, I know you're probably worrying, thinking, looking at the clock.
0: But no, I'm, um, I'm actually I'm good. I'm good for a little minute. I'm good for a little minute.
1: <laughs> perfect. So elaborate on this for me. You know, hypothetically speaking, if you were to fight a Jake Paul or someone, you know maybe even more humble than you are someone the complete opposite and you had to be like the quote-unquote heel persona to quote a wrestling term you know (laughs) you had to be the bad guy and you had to like cut promos and get people to hate you how far would you be willing to go
0: i wouldn't talk about family i wouldn't talk about religion of course like that's the only way i'll take it and i'm a big wrestling guy bro i'm from st louis you know like we're talking to like cowboy bob orton and like randy orton back in the day like like i've been to like no mercies. I've been to Slumber Slams. I went to Raw when John Cena got drafted to Raw. I've been there when the ECW and that like invaded the fucking like you know like I'm a big ass fucking wrestling guy you know uh, so uh, I, I I would definitely know how to play a character for sure but there's there's guidelines you know um, like um, what the whole Conor Khabib like it it it, it was kind of um, funny, I wouldn't say funny for se, but, like, when Khabib was smashing Conor, and he's just, like, talk now, and stuff like that, and, and uh, Conor's like, oh, it's just for sure, like, uh, Khabib wasn't playing those fucking games, dude. Like, like, like I know wrestling in the wrestling community, like, people actually get killed over fucking matches. Like, people don't know that, like, like, the mafia, like, and stuff like that is in wrestling through Russia, right? And stuff like that. And to challenge somebody, Talk to him about the religion, like they don't play any games, like and he has to go back to that country. Like they feel like like we're not punks, right? So you actually like challenge like his manhood and stuff like that. Like when he threw the cheer at the bus and goes like, Oh, you're scared, get off the bus. You you really think like they didn't let Khabib get off the bus. If he wanted to get off the bus on his own, he would have probably got off the fucking bus, right? And he's like, Oh, you're scared and stuff like that. You know how hard. He took that right, you know, and his country's talking about like, oh, like you, like like you dishonor, us, like you dishonor us because like you know they were talking about like you know. So think about all those emotions that went into that fight, and he talked about the religion and stuff like that, and and he had to represent his country. So like, there's some stuff that you just do not go over for sure, you know. Um, so yeah, 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 like it it'd probably be just like personal traits and stuff like that, and yeah about your career or something yeah. like that or yeah just like small stuff like that
1: you got to take notes from some of the wwe guys
0: oh dude dude for sure um i was a big rick flair guy back in the day um obviously i was a big rock guy back in the day i was a stone cold guy back in the day um edge and christian when they broke yeah. up when they broke up and Edge was, like, the rated-R superstar. Like, I was...
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like greatest heel uh, personas of all
0: Dude, time. dude, great. And uh, one of my favorite ones, unfortunately, Crispin Wong, I met him before he died. Like, he... Bro, the Crippler. Like, everybody hated him, dude. The Cap too fucking... But, like, you know, he was just... Everybody thought he was an asshole. And then people started to love him a little bit, you know? And then, obviously, like, uh, one of my favorites that turned the heel up, like, Kurt Angle, man. Oh. Like Kurt Angle was a fucking bad guy. Dude, amazing. Amazing. Like uh, and then like with so cold, like he took the milk truck and fucking did like he was so like it was so great. It was so great. <laughs> it was so great. I fucking loved it. I loved it. And it was amazing. So like, yeah, so I got my notes for sure. <laughs> so you actually met Crispin Law before all that? I night. met I met Crispin, dude. I I I I met Stephanie, I hung out with the Big Show, like, I was, uh, I was the kid that knew what hotel they were at.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: That stood out there, you know, um... I know those kids. I, I was I, one uh, of those kids. I, <laughs> 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 I, I, I went to a lot of dark shows, I, uh, I, uh it's it's funny do you still keep up with wrestling now or no oh my god dude roman reigns head of the table okay so like I, I i don't keep up with some of the new stuff but like uh at my gym i trained uh uh cal o'reilly before oh, really? like, and then um dave Davey richards when they were at ring of honor right yeah. So they i was doing jujitsu with them and they always asked me like What move should I do this is when I was an amateur when I was only like two fights in and they were like oh you think I should go for like this arm there should be a cool finisher they used to go to all my fights uh all the time so like I I I am very deep in wrestling I pulled back a lot um from some of the newer guys and stuff like that I was I was um we're talking like like when Raven was the hardcore fucking champion but big boss man uh when, when Trish Stratus Lita was with the Hardys, uh, Hardcore Holly, um, dude, dude, a lot of those, uh, I, I've been to a lot of famous shows. Like I said, like I was there when ECW invaded it. Um, I was there for the first ever draft when John Cena came out. He came out with the Spirit of St. Louis jersey. Um, I'm talking about the old John Cena, like Thumb and knocks when he actually fucking rapped when he came out, you know, with his old theme song. That was my favorite John Cena. Um, Test. I used to love Test when Test was the international international intercontinental champ. Uh, uh, yeah, man. Those were like the good old days. The good old days that I remember. I was at the fucking tables and ladder cheers, when Edge and Christian it was no mercy when they fucking fought each other. bro. And then he was on top of it and he did the concerto by himself on the ladder and he fell over. Like I was there at that one. Wow,
1: we could have an entirely different...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, yeah, bro.
1: There was one time time I got mistaken as Chris Jericho at an airport in Jacksonville. Okay. years ago. The guy's got like 75 pounds of muscle on me (laughs) <laughs> two two, two fanboys came up to me, and they're like, hey, can we have your autograph? You got a, you got a big match coming up. And I'm like, "What are they talking about? <laughs> get to the event like the day before? They're like, you're Chris Jericho, right? I'm like, no, not even close. Like, I'm like, you're going to see Chris Jericho one day, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, I was an idiot. That guy's like 75 pounds on me. He had like some long blonde hair. I guess. Yeah. I don't know what it was.
0: Oh man, dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, I've been through like I met so like I was I used to um I hung out with Rhino before his T and like before he switched over uh the TNA uh yeah man I was at Bobby Lashley's first debut uh before before like you know his undercard debut uh I went to a lot of Sunday Night Heats obviously if you're in the wrestling world it's you go to Raw, they film Saturday Night Heat before, like before all that like you know, like like yeah, man, like I've I, I've been to a lot of uh a lot of big shows, man. Like a lot of big shows. When Undertaker used to roll out on his motorcycle and everything, like all those, bro.
1: American badass. That was Yes, bigger. Yes, yes. yes. So we're, we're definitely going to have to do this again one day. But we'll let you go. Uh, I know you got a lot of business to take care of. Ian, I can honestly say this was one of my favorite conversations on the show yet. Uh, oh, thanks, Thank you so much for sharing your story and being gracious enough to come on today to talk to me here for the last hour and 15 minutes. It was a blast, man.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Like, no problem.
1: No problem. It was a pleasure. Awesome. We'll get to <laughs> it. Keep working hard. Keep being humble. And hopefully we can see you down the road.
0: Uh, for sure, everyone. For sure.